One nothing raised the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone. Mitchell looks for 70. <laughs> a sight to behold. He can't stop smiling, Brad. He was playing just fantastic <laughs> basketball. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. Are you ready? For the We Like Sports podcast, stay tuned and hear the latest on what the crew has to say regarding the latest sports topics nationally and locally. Make sure to check out WeLikeSportsPC.com and to subscribe on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC. And welcome to the We Like Sports show. I'm your host, Ed in Columbus. Got my guys, maybe Peyton Vince. I know him as CJ. You will, too, by the end of the show. And my man, Casey in Orlando. What's up, guys? Happy 4th of July. You know, tell me something What's going on right now. Casey, I saw you at the pool earlier today. What, what were you doing? I see you got a new hat. Got a Guardians hat. I you did. So this is a brand new hat. I got this from uh, Guardians game where I was up home last time. Uh, and what was it, May? Uh, June, I think. I got this hat. $45, so very expensive. But uh, brand new hat, brand new hat. Um, that was the pool before I got here. I got back about 10 minutes ago, just in time for uh, the We Like Sports show. So uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to rock and roll. Maybe Peyton Vince changed his name. It was possibly Peyton Vince uh, last week. Um, so now he's maybe Peyton name. Vince. Um, all right, yeah, now I'm <laughs> I have the same hat. I can go get it if you want. <laughs> oh, wow. That's that's hot stuff. Uh, CJ, I know uh, you're uh, up in Cleveland. Uh, what's going on up there? We're getting ready. Quan Hawaiian shirt giveaway tonight at the guards game. Uh, going for three in a row. That's what I'm ready for. I want I want the update from Ed here on uh, how was the Columbus Clippers game that he uh, covered a few days ago. Oh, great. I'm glad that you asked about that. So I got credential to go. I know everybody. So check that the, the uh, footage out on YouTube. Casey put some stuff together. And I did my first interview with uh, Johan Cormargo, uh, former major league player. Actually uh, won the World Series with the Braves. And it was funny because, you know, I was there, I was nervous and everything, and he's been warming up, doing batting practice, and he walks around the cage and he's swinging his bat and everything, and he, he nails his bat against the, the steel post along the, like the cage, and, you know, all the teammates are laughing, he's having a good time, and I look over at him, he looks over at me, and made that eye contact and I started laughing and I thought this is my guy and I looked at him, he was number 20 I'm like you know because I really in Toledo mud hens I you know I'm sorry I didn't do as much homework got boots on the ground in Toledo mud hens yeah Toledo mud hens sorry sorry so I look I look him up and I saw who he was and he kind of interested me you know former major league experience and everything and so I said Johan I yelled over at him I said can you do me a solid do me a solid and guy guy was so nice and everything so check out that footage on uh, the we like sports show on YouTube uh, Casey put up that footage it's about a three minute interview and I asked some questions about food he's from Panama he's placed third base and actually you know what I want to say to him he's welcome because he went two for four that night and I think it had everything to do with being interviewed by me I, no doubt about that no doubt in my mind uh, but uh, you know what I do you guys hear that? I hear that. Oh, it's time for Breakhead News. That's right. This is Evan Columbus with your We Like Sports Show. Breakhead News. The Cleveland Cavaliers wasted no time as free agency tipped off in the NBA by making a number of moves. I guess they like what the Browns do, and that's to become paper champs. Hmm. 
Also, the Cleveland Guardians and Minnesota Twins continue to lead the AL Central with sub-500 records. If no one wants the division, maybe they should just give it to the Oakland A's. I hear they're moving closer to the Central. <laughs> and finally, happy 4th of July to everyone out there. May you have a blast. Just don't have a Jason Pierre-Paul kind of blast. And this is Eddie Columbus with your We Like Sports Show. Breaking news. And don't come after me, people. It's just a joke. Like, be safe with your fireworks out there and in all uh, honesty and everything. May you have the, have a blast in, in all possible ways and everything like that. But Ed, have you ever shot fireworks before? I, You know what? My neighbors do. I've never actually set them off because uh, I, I like to keep my digits. I like my digits. What about you, CJ? Have you? Yeah. Um, you used to, uh, one year, as I've gotten older and drank more, it makes it just more fun and yeah, a little danger to the game of it all. But we're, we're 10 fingers here too, Ed, don't worry. Let me, I can count. One, two, three. Okay, there's that. All right. I don't want any Jeff Hardy either getting light yourself on fire going to the pyro. I don't want you going to any Goldberg either and going Take through uh, with sparklers. I don't need that. No, 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 we do not. But we're hoping to have from Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're hoping to have on somebody from the Bay Area, Gabriel Hernandez. Hopefully, will join us pretty soon. But uh, until then, I guess uh, we can talk a little. Um, well, let's hit on the NFL real quick. Uh, there's some stories that that came out. I mean, Ryan Mallett passed away tragically. That was kind of sad. I remember the uh, 2011 Sugar Bowl that that didn't happen. If you're a Buckeye fan, that game got vacated uh, due to some improprieties that Terrell Pryor and folks got. Uh, but uh, first SEC win for the Buckeyes. I'll always remember that one. I'll remember Ryan Mallett playing. <laughs> good in that game and it's unfortunate that he that he passed away um also too travis kelsey uh came out and said that he's underpaid uh he doesn't feel always feel appreciated when it comes to his dollar value so i was gonna uh you know go around the horn casey name a time and place that you feel underappreciated because maybe, maybe besides maybe every day that the alarm clock goes off you know, I was gonna say, i know we like sports so i feel undervalued no. okay fair enough, fair enough. cj um, when, when do you feel i mean yeah, go ahead cj yeah <laughs> Every day. I mean, right now I'm feeling pretty bad. He's sitting at home getting on teacher checks. But once yeah, I had to go back, and you got to hang out with back, Ed today. So what else? It, you it's back to feeling undervalued. Come, come, probably August 14th. Once you start school again. Yeah, once you go back. Well, do, do you think? Do you think he's undervalued? What do you think he should make? Travis Kelsey, because he's a tight end, right? But he's a receiver. Yeah. He. It reminds me of like that. Um, the Jimmy Graham argument. When Jimmy Graham was going to fa- franchise, he wanted to be a franchise receiver. He wanted to receive some money. Kelsey should probably get receiver money. I'm going to look at uh, how much he makes. I was going to say the same thing. But, you know, five years, 46. I mean, yeah, he's probably underpaid. He's the number one target on a Super Bowl winning team. And- it, it, it's like you view it in fantasy drafts, right? You, you take you want to take a guy who stands above the rest of the people who gets the differential in points, right? So with Travis Kelsey – He's one of the only dudes you're taking in the top of the you know first round, thinking of first round tight ends that you would take him and Kittle, but Kittle doesn't have the the quarterback. Well, yeah, he, right? I think he clears Kittle though in terms of being a receiver. Kittle's a better blocker and stuff, but when you think of Kelsey, you think of him as a pass catcher. I think first and foremost, you know, part of that's him being in the Chiefs. Correct, and you're, uh, you're hitting his his cap. It's not you know like this season. It's fourteen. 14 yeah, fourteen, fifteen, nineteen is his is the next three years. I don't think that's – I do think he's undervalued because, again, you you have that guy who's leaps and bounds ahead of the field, right, when it comes to tight ends. So I, I think that it's – AAV 
I'm going to throw out a few receivers that make more money than them. That's what I was going to say. Cortland Sutton, Hunter Renfro, Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, you know, Amari Cooper. No, I mean, those are guys I'm taking. I'm not taking before I take Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I agree with you. Where, where would you where, if if Kelsey was viewed as a receiver? Where would you put him at? Top ten? I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah, probably top ten. That's what I'm saying. So you got top ten, top ten wide receivers. You know, Justin Jefferson, I would take ahead. Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Diggs, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown. I mean, yeah, CD Lamb. Like, like, that's I would say top ten. Interesting conversation. Yeah, I think he's like. A, and if he's not, he's probably like you know top fourteen. But, I'm saying, but you compare, you look at those dudes. You said they're getting paid what he's getting paid. They're not. Yeah, no, they're not putting up his numbers. Yeah, so I think that he's undervalued. I think he's the Eddie Columbus of the the NFL. I, I, I would definitely agree. I now he I, I I have the one ring. It's not from Super Bowls or anything like that. So. <laughs> Class ring. It's, it's still valuable out there. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what my wife would say, but uh, maybe maybe I'm a little bit uh, underappreciated as well. But, uh, <laughs> so, Seventeen so, yards, third and catches. Yep, I was gonna say I just pulled up receiving, and, and he has third and catches. You know, awesome. Second and catches. catches. You know, yeah, so you know, he's 19 also nineteen catches at twenty yards or more. They just you know yeah he's undervalued. You know what surprises me here looking at this from last year is the fact that Amari Cooper is number 12 in receiving yards. Amron St. Brown's 11 and Terry McLaurin's 10. You know, like you, yeah. you wouldn't think. I think if you asked the top 10 receiving yards, you wouldn't have said Amari Cooper. Or a top thir- 12, sorry. You wouldn't have said Amari Cooper. No, yeah, Amari Cooper. I gained some. Amari Cooper, well, yeah, Sammy Chase was hurt, but. As I'm doing last year with, with you know, I, I wouldn't have been said it. And Brandon Ayuk. It had over a thousand yards last year, which I'm shocked about looking at it. I'm looking at, at undervalued. There's a guy that sits in my head and undervalued. I see him in the bottom half of this uh, receiving list. That's Michael Pittman. I'm on Ross St. Brown's another guy. I think Michael Pittman might be the most undervalued receiver in the NFL. Dude That's has scary Terry. Grandpa, grandpa's and nobody's throwing to him. Yeah, I mean, and I'm looking at like the catch percentage too at some of these guys and if you if you filter by Cooper Cup has the best catch percentage, I would say with the amount of yards he gets. So I don't know, yeah. Yeah, but I would say he's underpaid. But like I said, it's it's tough because you have to reset the market, right? And you can't you're gonna have one dude that's so high. Well, up. and he's like in a different market being a tight end. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see a tight end make receiver money. It's Debo Samuel. Like, you know what I mean? You view Debo Samuel, he plays two positions practically as well. Like he's a receiver, yeah, but he also Debo runs running backs. Debo gets paid. He, he should. Paid. He got paid. But but yeah, who says? I'm sure that Kelsey's arguing the same argument though. If Debo can play two positions practically and right, he's a running back and a receiver. Why am I not getting the same money? You know, or, or the, the the pay rate just because of the. You know. I know Kelsey's been good for a while, too, but I feel like the thing that hurts Kelsey is also age. He's, you know, 34 this year. Yeah, correct. He's getting up there. If he was 24, 25, I mean, yeah. he'd, re- he'd be like the Shohei Otani. <laughs> you know, no, tight end's a tough man. position to say healthy. I mean, you look at a guy like Gronk I mean, got beat up, Andrews got beat up, Kittle's beat up. But Kelsey's usually out there every Sunday. The prime, yeah, the prime is about their career is this long. Yeah. But the prime is about that much of it. You know, you know who he's getting beat up right now, and I want to bring on our guest right now is the Oakland Athletics. So without further ado, the Las Vegas Athletics. Well, and let's not go there yet. Let's let him explain the situation and everything. <laughs> but let's bring on Gabriel Hernandez, 
What's up, my guy? Gabriel Hernandez at Gamer underscore Athletics on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Welcome to the We Like Sports Show. How's it going, my guy? It's been good. Thank you guys for inviting me on here. Yes, yes. Now, obviously, you are a big Oakland Athletics fan. He's also a big wrestling fan, it looks like, in the background. Yeah. Bailey? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, RVD, uh, John Morrison, or Johnny Mundo, Johnny, or Finn Balor. I got Sasha Banks up there, uh, Cody Rhodes. I got Rikishi, oh, Rikishi. And then, then Becky Lynch is up there. I don't know if you can, I don't think you guys can see that. And then I got Undisputed Era up there. Like, oh, hey, look at that. Look at that. That's a wall. Look, look at, look at the new hat we got up above here. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. Now, That's now, nice. obviously, now, obviously, Gabriel, obviously, it's not going as is what Oakland A's fans would like, obviously, not just on the field, but off the field. Um, as somebody that, you know, went through the Cleveland Browns moving to Baltimore back in 95, I was 15 years old at the time that that just ripped my heart out and everything. And now, obviously, with the Raiders going to Vegas and now you got the A's going to Vegas, obviously, the, the citizens of Oakland can't be the biggest Vegas fans at this particular time, um, just just your thoughts and, and everything, and, and what what's it like to be an Ace fan, knowing that the, the time is ticking on, on the situation, and, and is it hard to root for a team? Because you know, watching the Browns the, that final year, knowing that they're moving to Baltimore, there was still a glimmer of hope that maybe that they could have been saved before the move to Baltimore. But it, it kind of looks like with 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 the Oakland situation that it's almost a foregone conclusion. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's, <laughs> let's, give, let's give the uh, fans an update. So. It's kind of, as a fan, I'll start off with that because I think that's more easier. Uh, just from my experience alone, it's been definitely hard for me. I can only imagine what it's like for any other fan that's out there. I mean, for me, as uh, anybody who knows my channel, they know that I've, you know, I go to a lot of the base, uh, a lot of the games and I get to meet a lot of the players and have a lot of uh, connections with the community there. I've made a lot of friends there and um, it's kind of difficult to kind of think about, you know, what's going on outside of, you know, outside of the ballpark compared to what's currently happening on the field. Like most people, um, they want to, you know, they want to talk sports with me. They want to talk about like what happened during the games and like, oh, this person's doing good this year and so and so. For me, I can't even really pay attention to it as much because it's like my team could be leaving at, you know, any point in time, like any, uh, during any day at this point, we could hear an, an announcement that gets, you know, that's worse. So we can hear an announcement that's, you know, that's, you know, positive. But other than that, I mean, as of right now, it's been kind of quiet on the situation. Uh, last thing we kind of really heard was around June 13th-ish, was, which was, uh, you know, they got, they got the funding for the ballpark. And uh, then they said that they were going to, uh, they were going to pr- go into the, submitting a relocation fee uh, or like the relocation uh, application, should I say. And um, they have to go through all this stuff. And as of right now, at least from what I'm aware of, uh, from what I've been told is uh, they haven't even applied for it yet. And a lot of people have been saying that, you know, it's been a done deal. And then, you know, once they submit it, it's going to be, a, a, if it's, it's going to be done. My question is, is that if they're so confident it's done, why haven't they done it? If they already have the votes, why haven't they done it? And so, it's like, you know, the time clock they've been running on is, uh, it's been, I think, January 15th of 2024, because for those who don't know, the A's were kicked out of the revenue sharing program. And if they don't have a stadium deal in place, then they are officially cut off from it uh, for good. So they're running off of that time schedule. And so they have all this time to figure out this ballpark situation. So, I, and whether it's good news or bad news for Oakland, 
there are probably I feel like there is going to be some type of news, um, you know, answered within the la- the next couple months or at least within this year, um, because if they don't have one, like I said, they're going to be cut off from that that deal and it's going to be pretty bad on them. What do you think, um, as an A's fan? I mean, what, what do you think the best case scenario is, right? Like, what what do you, what are you hoping for the best case for you, right, as an A's fan? Yeah, I mean, the best case scenario, which is, I think most people would like to say it's the most unlikely, is for simply John Fisher to just sell this team. Um, I mean, we're hoping for a lot of things. I mean, there's, you know, maybe there's some. Uh, MLB owners out there who you know see the situation and see how bad you know this is making Major League Baseball and all, also them and you know maybe they're just like this is kind of a dumb move regardless if Las Vegas is the, what their prize is in the end like this this is kind of a dumb move to take away like what you know you saw the reverse boycott and what it did I mean it's, were you there taking all that away from us <laughs> I was I okay. was there <laughs> How it was it? Was, uh, How was the atmosphere and everything? Yeah, talk going talk on about that. that. Talk about that yeah. and, and what was going on and everything. It it was honestly, I it was honestly one of the best games I've ever been to. If I'm being truthfully honest, it's because I mean, mind you, I've been to the you know American League Division Series in Game Two in 2013 with the A's and the Tigers with Stephen Vogt walking it off, and I've also been to a playoff game where there was like over 50,000 people there uh, for the Wild Card game in 2019 which they ended up losing to the Rays. But even then, like, this atmosphere was just – it felt so different. And I kind of just got goosebumps just even thinking about it right now. But the thing is, is that every we came together with an idea – like, there was a gentleman named Stu. I forget his last name, but his name is Stu. He came up with the idea back when the season first started, and they were saying we should do a reverse boycott where basically where nobody showed up, and then we're just going to come together on one game. And, you know, we had trouble – they had trouble deciding a day, but they decided a random Tuesday night, which was, um, you know, ironic that a couple weeks beforehand I made a video titled, like, the lowest attended uh, crowd since 1979, which only had about barely 2,000 people in attendance. And my video uh, skyrocketed. It's one of my – it is my highest uh, viewed video. It's got over 200,000 views. And – a lot of attention kind of went onto my channel. So this was like around the perfect time to kind of promote all this stuff. And, you know, everyone started to get attention of it and started to see the importance of it. But that whole day, it just felt, it just felt different. It felt like a playoff game. It felt more like more of a playoff atmosphere. And, you know, the stadium wasn't even fully filled to what the, you know, the capacity could have been, but it still was an amazing turnout, which was 27,000. I honestly think there was more people there than what the number was actually counted for because from what I've heard is that they actually stopped count, uh, scanning tickets because there were so many people trying to get into the game. Also, there was a concert next door and, um, you know, a lot of those, uh, a lot of the parking spaces were filled out and it was like, a, I forget what kind of like artist it was, but it was one of those artists that it's kind of like the Swifties, the Taylor Swifts, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they come out and they just, you know, they stay there. Come out in bunches, I mean, yeah, correct. Yeah, so it's a party. Already, it's a part, all day party. I mean, literally around three thirty, like the parking lot looked like it was full already, and that was just because of the the concert itself. Like, the, I'm pretty sure the concert didn't start until later on that night. But you know, it was it was pretty insane, and just you know, the feel of the you know, it felt like we were just all one that night, and it was just an unbelievable you know, experience for me. And it's honestly like in my top five experiences of going to that ballpark. 
Yeah, it's, it's comparable, I feel like, to when, you know, the Cavs made the playoffs and the, the Indians at the time made the playoffs too and made the World Series and the finals in 2016. Um, it's, it kind of feels like you're united. You know what I mean? When when the city all comes together for that one event, um, it feels like you're, like I said, all together at one, which is great. Um, what do you think is the biggest problem? I mean, because you're there, we don't really know. We talk about it frequently. I don't – I'm not sure if Ed's told you, but we – Cover your division pretty pretty closely. We've, we've adopted the AL West. We, we've adopted it and uh, randomly, yes, yeah. With, uh, with the race caught our eye, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> but um, what do you think the problem was with with the Oakland Coliseum and not getting you know fans in the seats? Um, and what do you think they could have? I mean, you said some of the team was one of the options, but um, when did this start happening? Where it kind of went downhill, and you know you kind of losing that having two thousand fans in the stadium, the seats. A hundred times, almost more than that. It seems like um, when that's sort of happening. What do you think the problem is with with you guys um, losing that kind of interest in asses and seats per se? It's it honestly it it just comes down to a lot of things. I mean, for one, uh, you know, the, for a casual fan, I understand why nobody would really want to go to the game. And for one, as a casual fan, you know, the stadium has something to do with it. I mean. The Coliseum, as much as I love it to, to death, it's it's always going to be my favorite place to watch a game, no matter what anybody says. It's one of the best atmospheres I've, you know, been to uh, or been in. And, you know, going being able to go onto that field multiple times and just standing on it and just, you know, it, it's one of the best fields out there. And But um, I just think that, you know, the Coliseum comparing, if you compare it to any other uh, stadium out there, it's just, it's not the the place that anybody really wants to be in. It's, you know, the the best example I can say is you look at uh, Oracle Park across the bay. I mean, you know, it's got a lot of state of the art um, things in there. They got, it it just, they make it look clean. They take care of it. And, you know, you look at the Coliseum and, you know, the, they don't, they haven't even tried to renovate it in any case. I mean, yes, they did add some like luxury seats in there, which I've sat in multiple times. It's just, you know, other than that, it's like putting lipstick on a, you know, on a pig. And they haven't even tried to, like, even do a lot of the maintenance. I mean, I know I could be wrong on this one, but I'm pretty sure it sounds correct is uh, Dodger Stadium. They, you know, I I believe they took out the whole lower half um, and they rebuilt it. You know, here, I understand with the Raiders being here, they couldn't really do that. But now that they were gone, I mean, you could have done something to at least renovate it just a tiny bit to where, you know, it, it makes it look neat. But if you go to the stadium, you see there's a bunch of metal combined with uh, combined with concrete and that metal starting to rust and it just doesn't look right. And I mean, you know, I've sat next to the bullpen area. You're right in front and there's spider webs, there's cobwebs all over those seats. You know, you go, it's like. They don't even try to like clean it up or anything like that. You Is it the Coliseum in Rome? It sounds like here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, you know you what? Oh, I'm sorry. I want, I want to kick back at that a little bit with the economics. Like, obviously, I know you know across the bay in San Francisco, it's much much more expensive and everything. And in, in, in Oakland, you know, the Bay Bridge and everything, it's it's a little bit you know obviously more like a. I wouldn't say poor city but it, it, over the years it's, it's gotten that way it's now it's starting the, the with the with the prices in san francisco being so high oakland's actually benefiting from it in the last five to ten years now people are moving back to oakland because they're getting more space for their money and i think oakland's actually going to have a revitalization that's why i think it's so sad about this whole oakland a situation is you got you got an area that you know obviously took took its hard times but i think it finally hit rock bottom now it's on its way back up 
and, and on, on the way back up, now you're going to be losing. Obviously, you lost the Raiders, and hopefully you don't, but you're you know, it's scheduled to be losing the A's. I think that's what makes mm-hmm. this situation the, the most sad. And also another thing, too, with the Oakland Alameda Coliseum, you know, is, is a, you know, going to old Cleveland Municipal Stadium with the Indians, I loved it. And then they moved, obviously, into beautiful Jacobs Field. But I would think with the Oakland A's and, and the fan base, because it, they love – look, o- Oakland, Bay Area, love their baseball. California baseball, tops. I, I totally understand that. So, to me, the interest in the A's would, should still be there. And even if it is a dilapidated stadium, it's still cheaper. You build a new stadium in Oakland, those prices are going to skyrocket. You know, yeah. you know, when I, I used to go to Indians games, it was like three, four dollars, you know, a ticket. I mean, obviously this is 1990, but still much cheaper than it would have been if they moved into a new stadium. So as an Oakland A's fan, you guys should rally around the fact that you got this stadium that only you guys can love. It's a great venue to be at. It's obviously cheaper seats because it's not in a, a new ballpark where they got to gouge, you know, with ticket prices. So I would think this would be the time to show up and show out to Major League Baseball that, yes, we do love our A's and, and why it's affordable because you get a new stadium anywhere, your prices are going up anyway. So that's my thing for Oakland fans. I, you know, Major League Baseball isn't the same without the Oakland Athletics. And I hope to and, and, and pray that you guys stay in Oakland. Well, do you think if the A's were good, um, like Tampa, right? Because I feel like Tampa is a pretty good because I live in Florida. So I think Tampa is a pretty close example because I go to the Tampa Bay games when the Guardians come down to play or just once or twice a year. Um, and it's not busy. Like I went to a Red Sox game two years ago, three years ago. The Rays were pretty tough then. Um, and there, I'm not lying to you. There were more Red Sox fans in that stadium than there were Rays fans. And the Rays were in first place at the time. Um, so it, it, do you think if the, if the A's were good, right? Like the Rays would be because, you know, they don't have that much turn turnaround for fans. They're talking about moving the Rays to Orlando, um, in the next couple of years, right? Similar to this, I feel like, but the difference is, the Rays have a winning record in there, you know, they're leading the division, whereas the A's are the bottom of the division and not leading the record. And I, I could promise you, I've went to a few stadiums in my life. The Rays stadium, to me, feels like a minor league stadium. It's indoors. It, the neighborhood is just the hood. Um, it doesn't feel like it's in a great place. Um, so to me, I feel like it's they're similar teams, just one's here and one's there at the moment. Yeah. And, I mean, going back to the stadium thing, it's – uh the stadium thing, I feel like, like I said, for me, it like as someone, and like, you can ask anybody who kind of like, you know, is in my videos who kind of like just go to the games like they're diehard like me. We don't mind the stadium. The cat, the casuals are the ones who really do, and that's kind of where that part comes in. As for the team wise, you know, people will show up if you have a good team. This the problem here is is that most A's fans out here, and I can tell you this because I've honestly have seen this like i have family members i have friends i have you know i've seen people who went to games but now they kind of don't and the reason ultimately reason being is just we can't buy a jersey without knowing if our you know the team is gonna you know keep their players long term i mean you can look at the all-star game right now matt olsen's in the all-star game sean murphy's in the all-star game jonah jonah heim is in the all-star game and there's a problem. Or Marcus Simeon, he's in the All Star game too, and all four of those guys could be on our team right now, but yet they're not because they just traded them away. And I mean, Sean Murphy is the biggest, like a good example. I mean, we literally got him. They literally got him for nothing. You know, the Braves traded really nothing really to get Sean Murphy, and now look at him. He's he's an All Star, and it's just like it's a little bit unfair to kind of like again like with, with some people out there they try to blame us for not showing up and it's not only just the stadium aspect but 
of just, you know, being able to, you know, cheer on a player or get connected to a player before they're just, you know, we see them gone. I mean, like right now, it's like, you know, I'm worried about Ramon Laureano possibly even being traded because, you know, I have a home run ball. And this is just me. This is just my situation. I have a home run ball that I caught from Ramon earlier this season. And I've been trying my hardest to try to get him to sign it because there is a chance that he could be gone. And that's like, you know, I can't even buy a jersey to wear it because that's almost like, what, $150? Well, if you're watching the show, sign his ball out there. That's that's when I get that. (laughs) It's like it's a $150 jersey, and I only get to wear it for, what, like a month, less than a month? Because, you know, at the trade deadline, they're going to trade him, you know? And throughout this whole entire thing, I mean, you know, 2014, we you know, the A's had, you know, six to seven All-Stars in the All-Star game. That year later, they traded all seven of them. You know, it's like, how can how can a fan, I mean, for me, I, it's like, you know, it's kind of just like the cycles keep going, but you can only push a fan so many times before they kind of just lose their interest. And it's like, what's the point of, if my team is not even trying to win, why should I show up? And I mean, 2014 going into 2015, you know, they suck. 20, uh, 2016, they suck. 2017, they started to figure out some things, but they still suck. 2018, they put it together and they made it to the wild card game. They lose to the Yankees. And mind you, twenty nine when they go into twenty nineteen, they come out with a season ticket package called A's Access. And for those who you know, obviously you know, as an A's fan, I know what this is. For you guys out there, I don't know if you guys know what it is, but it's a season ticket package. They just call it call it a little bit different. It's called A's Access, and there's three perks that they always pushed it every single every time they explained it. It was fifty percent off food and drinks. That includes alcoholic drinks. You get ten dollar parking. And you get 25% off merch and other, you know, other stuff like that. Right. And that includes for like um, authenticated stuff. So like baseballs and I think jerseys and other stuff in that store, you get 25% off. They ran that from 2019 um, or 2018-ish going into 2019. And then the pandemic happened. They bring and then they go into 2021. Everybody comes back and they shut that down. Nobody like they have. There's no season tickets. At all. There's no season ticket plan, nothing. They go into 2022, they bring back season tickets, and all those benefits I just mentioned to you are gone. Except for the merchandise, it goes from 25 to 20. And mind you, that ease access plan that I had, I had about it was it was 24 games that I got to choose, and it was for 456. 24 games, 456 with all those perks, right? And not only that, but I got a lanyard and that lanyard I can go access the game without, without having to buy a ticket. So if I didn't have a ticket for the game, that little credential was my ticket. And then not only that, but I found out later on in the season that the, the little credential is also on my phone and that credential on my phone is different from the one that's on my physical credential, which means I could have brought all three of you guys to the game Oh, Casey, we should have won, Casey. (laughs) So so it's like if I bought a ticket and I had, you know, all this stuff, I could have got you guys in. I want to pet the possum. I want to pet the possum that's in the the press box. And so now you go, you fast forward to 2021, the the same tickets that I had, they're $840. Mind you, mind you, they just trade after I pay this, right? They trade Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, and Chris Bassett, and everybody else. And they have the nerve to give me a free suite with no food included or anything, just a simple suite. And I still have it in my in my uh, closet over here. 
a Matt Olson replica jersey, which they said uh, on the thing, it didn't state whether it was going to be an actual jersey or an act like a, a replica giveaway. And they gave me a rep like a literally like a giveaway jersey, like the yeah. ones that you would get at the stadium. And I never even got to wear it because he's gone. He's gone. Sounds like so, we're playing the move. <laughs> That's what it sounds yeah, like. I was going to say, it seems like the, the ownership and just the, the, they, they have yeah. been trying to move for a while now. And they're just trying and they to they don't create. really care about keeping yeah. fans in Oakland. Yeah. yeah. That's what so, it seems like to me from the third-party perspective here. Yeah. But I mean, the, the good news, you have an All-Star this year. You know, you, I never heard of him. Everybody has an all-star. But, you have an yeah, all-star. That's, that's the thing, too, is that everybody's supposed to have an all-star. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, also going back to the ticket thing, you know, when you – I'm a season ticket holder still. At why? I don't know. But we'll just – just I'm a season ticket holder. With the, with what I just told you, right, 24 games, I also don't get to pick them anymore. They just give them to me whichever games they want or whatever they feel like. So 24 games, I get $20 parking with fees because why, you know, why would I not want to pay the fee? Um, and also, I think, I mean, that's pretty much it, honestly. I think that's all pretty much it. But they, they decided to throw this package out there for a limited time. It's in the right, it's in the left field, right where I kind of sit off to the side. It's called like the Oak, it's called Oak Landing. And in there, you get, it's a standing room only thing. And you get to, you get to go to like, basically half a season whenever you want as long as you like text them saying hey i'm gonna go to the game but you know you, you have a ticket for that game and you get to pay you get to go like i said half a season for the good price the low low price of a hundred dollars how can somebody out there randomly and i mean for those and for those who you know have that package you know it's good for them right they get to go to as many baseball games as they want how come someone like them can pay less and go to more compared to someone like me who gets less but is paying more. Paying more. Plus, you can and pay for that to sit anywhere you want. No one's going to check that because you guys are, you have no one there. So, like, if they pay for the $100 package, like you said, and they just sit anywhere they want, it's like a minor league game kind of where you're, no one's going to, yeah. oh, you can't sit down there. You know what I well, mean? We used to do that at Old Cleveland Municipal <laughs> Stadium. Too. You know, no, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's like it's like you know they continuously you know try to it's like they it's like they're trying to play a game of like how how mad can we get them to where they're just like we're not gonna come anymore and I mean that's kind of been the trend here I mean you know they just you know throughout the the entire you know years of this they've been you know just slapping us across the face and I think anybody out there who isn't there right now is can just tell you like that's the main reason it's just they're tired of. Be, being put through this and you know until something changes like if he sells and there's new ownership that wants to buy this team and you know keep the team in Oakland and actually try to win there's no reason for us to show up and I mean for me I'm just gonna go I'm in a sense going down with the ship or I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be there for when the ship comes back up so I mean for me, well, let, that's what my channel is, so that's where we're going to go. Gabriel, with let, let's try to make you feel better. I'm going to pay some bills real quick right now, and we're going to play a little game with you to try to make you feel better, okay? Because, I mean, obviously, you, you, you've gone through a lot, but uh, Casey's got the guns out, so let's pay some bills right now. I mean, do you need a pre-workout? Obviously, Casey's showing that, uh, obviously, it does work. <laughs> we Like Sports uh, Show and Titan Nutrition have teamed up, so head over to titannutrition.net. Uh, forward slash we like sports to get 10% off your order. You can obviously see the results. Okay, Casey, right <laughs> yeah. uh, the gun show going out. 
today. And also, I couldn't too, tell. I, when I squinted, I couldn't tell if I was Hulk Hogan or myself. In that. I know. Well, yeah. that's, that's right. And also, young Randy Savage. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. And, and obviously, uh, let's give some love to the Snooze You Lose podcast, Uncle Joe the Black Bookie. Yesterday, he said that the Halos, the Angels, would avoid the sweep from the Diamondbacks. They got the 5-2 victory. So head on over. Snooze You Lose pick of the week. He's uh, making sports entertainment much more fun so shout out to the uh, uncle joe the black bookie what's up it's your boy uncle joe the black bookie don't go anywhere as you're listening to the we like sports podcast once the show is over tune in and subscribe to the snooze you lose podcast available on all streaming platforms our show is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together lose together so tune in and like I always say snooze you lose What's going on, We Like Sports Podcast fans? We wanted to take the time to tell you about our great friends at Sidelines Sports Bar and Grill. Sidelines is known to have the best wings in the Cleveland area, with over 30 different wing flavors, including our favorite, the Spicy Honey Blast. Sidelines also has their steak special every Wednesday, all day, for only $9. You get a perfect 8-ounce strip steak served with your choice of a baked potato or fries with a side salad with the dressing of your choice. This great deal is for dining only. Stop in to see our friends at Sideline Sports Bar and Grill at 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Again, that's 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Or give them a call for takeout at 330-220-0888. 330-220-0888. Sideline Sports Bar and Grill for nights you never remember, but the friends you'll never forget. Gabriel, let's go. Let's play some. have some fun. I love the Bay Area. So, so obviously, I'm a little older. I'm 43 years old. So, you know, I loved Oakland A's. Because of the Bash Brothers, McGuire and Canseco. I remember the 1989 World Series. I remember Game 2, watching it. There was a thing called an earthquake that happened. Uh, I remember watching that. I was like, I was nine years old. So I, I thought about this. I thought, you know, what, what's, what made Oakland A's great was the fact that you had the Bay Series. You know, one thing is, you know, obviously they're in the National League. But I'm sure the San Francisco Giants and Oakland A's fans, they love to go after each other. I mean, that's, that's just what they do. It's kind of like the, the Guardians and the Reds. Like I said, it, it's fun because, like I said, you're not in the same uh, league. So, But obviously you guys got them. One World Series played between Oakland and San Francisco. You guys swept them in 1989. So congratulations to you guys. Hopefully you guys stay there. But for you, Gabriel, I wanted to know if, how much you know Oakland. Now, are you into rap music at all? I mean, obviously, you know, or anything like that. I'm kind of into, like, kind of pretty much anything, really. I mean, I, I don't really, like, have, like, a specific genre that I listen to. I mean – Rap is or hip hop is kind of like in there, but okay, not like full on. But well, we'll find out here after the we'll find uh, out which okay. Name the famous rapper that used to be an Oakland A's bat boy. I believe that's uh MC Hammer. That would be you can't touch this, absolutely. You are correct with that one, absolutely. Okay, (laughs) now you got two famous bridges in the Bay Area you got the Golden Gate Bridge and you got the Bay Area Bridge. Obviously, the Golden Gate is known for its beautiful architecture, but the Bay Bridge actually is the workhorse of the area with twice as many uh, people going over it daily. My question to you, Mr. Hernandez, is which bridge was actually built first? Oh. (laughs) And I'll say this. I'll say this. 
they were, uh, it, I don't know if it's going to help you, but they were <laughs> built in 1936 and 1937. But which oh. was actually built first? That's a, that's a hard one. Yeah, I, was, I really 50, don't know 50, that 50, one. 50-50. I, I, you know. Hey, I'll give you a clue. I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with uh, the Bay Bridge. Yes, Bay Bridge, 1936, Golden Gate, 1937. I was going to say stick with your instincts or stick with what you're wearing, but you already took my clue. It must be that, you know, tell us. I go over that more than the other one, so I was like, let's just go over this one. Right, here's another, okay, here's another one. Obviously, so I talk about that friendly rivalry. I don't know how friendly it is, but uh, San Francisco and Oakland, they have many World Series between the Giants and Athletics. Not all in the Bay Area because obviously both teams moved out to California. But just in San Francisco and just in Oakland, who has more World Series championships? Oakland just like, or San Francisco? Just like the 1989 World Series, the A's have nine. Or just, well, actually, hold on. Well, you're right. They do I have just, nine. I remember what you said. I just I just recalled yep. what you just said. Yep. Um, four and three. So the A's You are right. Four and three. Oh, crap. You got it. Yep. Bing. Three, three for three. Okay. So the A's and Giants have played each other. I know I talked about the World Series where obviously the A's swept them. So obviously you have a 4-0 advantage built into this. So, so. But they've met 144 times. Okay. So forget the four times at the World Series. So they've met 140 times in the regular season. Who leads between the A's and Giants in the Bay Series? Bay Area Series. And, and, and it's, it's 76 to 68. It's 76 to 68. But there's who's, who's leading? <laughs> Dang, that one's actually tough. I remember seeing that one not too long ago, too. I'll give you a hint. Stick with uh, the answer in part in the second. Oh, part. I give it. Oh, just stop As it. As a generous <laughs> host here. I'm going to yell at Peyton Vince because he's maybe Peyton Vince. He's maybe not Peyton Vince. I'm going to yell at Peyton Vince. This is, is this at Oakland? Is that what your name says? Yeah, yeah. I lost that gig being able to host Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I lost it to Seacrest already. I'm mad and upset. <laughs> So what is it going to be? The A's? Yeah, he's your four for four. You're four for four. And the bonus question, since you're four for four. Okay, so we all know that Rice Cerrone is the San Francisco treat, okay? But name what food is Oakland's treat. What? what, what give me some Oakland, some, some, some food. Oakland food. treats, yeah. Yeah, give me some Oakland treats. Now, there's no right or wrong right. answer here, but I need something. But I will say one thing. I did my homework, and I know the Coliseum, besides being a dilapidated, Coliseum but has great food. I know it has great food. I've heard about the great food. And it has uh, so is it Sogs um, uh, meats or whatever? S A A G S. Yeah. We've got, we've actually talked about it in Columbus, Ohio on the fan. Uh, shout out to the fan and Mike Riccardotti and everybody. But yeah, they, they talk about food every day. And, and somebody went out to Oakland and they were talking about the meats and, and the hot dogs and the bratwurst out in Oakland. Very famous for that. I know the Dodgers have the Dodger dogs and everything, but the Oakland Coliseum has great food. Talk to me about it because I know you go to a lot of Oakland games. Yeah, the hot dogs and the, the sausages are pretty good. Um, my top favorite, as some people like to say, it's in between. Uh, I get a lot of mixed reactions with it, but I personally love the the helmet nachos that they have there. It's like almost like should I say when when I do get paid, 
it's one of my first choices to get just because it's 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 so good to me. It just it's got it's got the chicken or pork. You got the guacamole. You got pico de gallo in there, uh, sour cream, and then just you know nachos in there. Just mix it all together. It's just it's really good. And then afterwards, you can try to put it on your head. Mine's pretty small. My head's too big, so I can't put the helmet on my head. But oh, the hell? Okay. If you got a small enough, you got a small enough head, you can. Put Ed, it on. That's you, Ed. What the hell? I mean, Small I can't but you can keep talking about those nachos getting me hungry over here. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he's, I'm, I'm he has too. the Guardian's helmet that he has the nachos and he eats the cereal every morning out of it. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Casey. Casey, what happened to you last time you mentioned Anthony Bennett? You got removed from the show, right? <laughs> you're, you're, I can you're, keep naming it. I can't name I can't name any David Lee. I can name from the Oakland. I can't really think of any Golden State Warriors that blow that bad, but uh is it that is Anthony Bennett from the Cavs, but yeah, that's uh, are you a football fan, uh, at all or no? Honestly, it, it might be like the weirdest thing to hear, but I'm actually not a football fan. nor am I a basketball fan. Or wow. any other sport. It just this, baseball. this is this is it. So well, I usually ask. I usually ask whoever's the guest. Um, my question usually is: is whatever franchise quarterback you guys have at the time, do you think he's the answer? But if you're not a football fan, I won't ask for. Well, you know what? Yeah. Well, we'll stick. We'll stick to baseball because I got some baseball topics, and and I just want uh, everybody to know uh, uh, that uh, Cindy Leone is back on the Guardians. Casey, celebrate with us. No Casey. way. He's not back on the Guardians. He's back. He signed a, a a deal with the so he's with the Clippers, I believe. No so way! I just want to, Casey. You got to be excited. I'm CJ, looking this up right now. You're CJ, right. Oh my goodness, Chris, you're correct. <laughs> the love that that Casey has for Sandy Leon. <laughs> what, what, what would you compare that to, CJ? Because I mean, that's it's 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 something special. What the fuck, <laughs> Sandy Leon? If you're curious, he has a tattoo of a hazelnut tree on his right forearm, according to Google. I see, but um, oh I cannot God. believe Sandy Leon's back with the Guardians. Do you know anything um, about Sandy Leone over in Oakland or no? He's played on the Rangers this year, so I'm not sure if you're aware, but <laughs> that, that is, is Casey's crazy. crush. Right there. Oh wow. <laughs> that is crazy. I cannot be- I cannot believe that. That's the third time he's been back with us. Okay. Well, so we, let's talk about Otani, because obviously I don't think the A's are gonna be signing him. But uh oh, I hey, I said it last week. I don't know if anyone was tuned in, but I did say the Las, the Las Vegas Athletics will be signing Shohei Otani. I said next year, but well, that's why you don't have to be mean to her guest like that. He's in an emotional state right now. Casey, as, as we've gone through it as, as Browns fans, I don't, I don't know why you got to be so disrespectful. I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad that he's doing this to you. Um, you know, like, kick me again. That's good. I, might, I might have to, I might have to, but what are your shots on Otani and everything? I mean, you, you, obviously he's down uh, the coast uh, from you guys a little bit, but obviously in, in the same division and everything uh, when he comes up to bat against Oakland, is it like a foregone conclusion that he's going to at least hit one home run in a game, or, or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was for me personally, I was there when he debuted in Oakland, so like, you know, it was probably not a surprise to anybody me saying that because I go to all a lot of the games. But me being there and seeing him, like, I recorded his first at bat like through my lens, and I have it cemented in history. And I mean, seeing him, you know, come here to Oakland and just do what he does is. I'm not even mad, honestly. Like, most likely, you know, like you said, most likely he's going to do something, and I'm excited to see what he does every single time. You know, I think everybody has that appreciation for it. It's not even like, you know, it's like, oh, that's our rival. It's like that's just one of the best baseball players to ever grace the game, and he's doing it every single time he steps up to the plate and or the mound. CJ, now Otani is obviously a great hitter and a great pitcher. 
Are there two things that you're great at? <laughs> no. I don't know. No. No. Um, I wanted to ask him, though. I was, I've been thinking about this sitting here. We're talking about the Browns and whatnot. If the A's, or it feels like when the A's leave for Vegas, you know, MOB is talking about expansion. Do you think Oakland's got a shot to be a part of that? If there's a new stadium. Yeah, and like get the A's back? Or do you think once the A's are gone, the A's are gone? Like there's no shot more at baseball in Oakland of that. Like Seattle. Um, like I honestly us, think when we lost the ball. Yeah. I honestly think that once, it, like, you know, if this does go through with uh, them leaving to Las Vegas, I think that pretty much Oakland's kind of done. I mean, you know, it's. I mean, it would be cool to see like a, you know, I guess like a, you know, expansion team. Um, it would also, to me, it, you know, I feel like it would be kind of weird. Just it's it's kind of like why couldn't it just have been the other way around? Like if you guys were going to why do doesn't Vegas get the, the expansion team? You know, <laughs> or like it, or like in this case, why can't the ownership just sell go it. over there, sell the team, and he can have an expansion team if he really wants to. If he doesn't want to be here, you know, why not just tell he goes to Vegas? Yeah. Keep it here. I mean. It's because, I mean, I don't know how well the story is being presented out to wherever you guys are located, but, I mean, the the Oak, the city of Oakland has over uh, $400,000 or $400 million for them here, and they're set to build it. It just, I mean, the reason why it took so long was because, you know, they've been applying for grants from the city or from the, uh, the state of California, and yeah, all that money is were... being, you know, it's being, you know, they've been getting it little by little. I mean, uh, not too long ago, they got a little bit of money. I think it was like thirty million uh, from the state for like using it on like the transportation stuff around here, and which is what they were going to use for the stadium. And I mean, if anything, right now, from the looks of it, they're actually getting they're they were about to give them more money than Las Vegas is giving them, and there's still money coming on the. Way. I heard. No, I did. It I just, did hear that. You know, I did hear that. It just you know it, that's what that's kind of what stalled it, and it's it's kind of amazing to me because it's like. You know, again, like you guys are gonna leave fifty-five acres, and you know, you guys were gonna own your own site, and all this uh, development you guys were gonna have that you guys were gonna own essentially, you're gonna leave that for Las Vegas, which you know you have a nine-acre stadium, and it's the same size as that pond or that uh, little water fountain in Las Vegas. It's the same exact size of it. Oh, like um, the Bellagio pond or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the same size of that. And wow. uh, you don't even they, – they're not going to own the site. They're leasing the site, which is the same issue of what they would have here because the whole issue was with the Raiders here. They were like, we want to own our house or whatever. We want to own the land. And, you know, they now, couldn't did the do Raiders that. Raiders move into Vegas kind of push – like, it, was that like – did it feel like the shoe was going to – the other shoe was going to drop with the A's? With the Raiders leaving, so I'm not really. So for me, I wasn't really like too into like how the Raiders deal was or how their situation happened compared to ours. All I know is that from what it sounds like to me is, you know, the Raiders kind of did did want to stay here. They did want to build something. The thing that stopped them was the A's. The A's sat there on a lease which lasted for ten years, and because of it, it couldn't get them a new deal. And they didn't want to do this deal that was called Coliseum City, which would have rebuilt the whole area which would have had a football stadium a baseball stadium and i believe a renovated version of or the even or- a oracle arena stadium of, of oracle arena and so they they told them no and 
you know, I get, I'm assuming there's no other place you can really build a stadium in Oakland here. I mean, at least not from what I know of, of, of a football stadium. So that's the only site they could have really done it on. And in a sense, they just said, you know, forget it. Like there's no other choice. We got it. We're just going to take our team and go here. It's like you had, you know, everyone says that, you know, the Oakland had over like so many years to build them a new stadium. But in reality, I feel like, you know, the A's have been just like how uh, I believe it was Casey that said it was, uh, you know, they've been trying to move out of here for years. I mean, you know, they went, they try to go to San Jose. They, you know, they try to go to Fremont. And I mean, you know, they, all those, all that time they wasted doing all that instead of trying to just find a solution here, you know, they wasted up until 2017, 2018-ish to figure out that part in Oakland. And they were on a good track to get it done. And from what I was hearing, um, which was, they were about like, you know, like I believe 80 to $90 million away from actually getting the, the project done to where they can go on to the next. Casey should have just gave them the money. Casey, that's and it's just, and, you know, it's, <laughs> okay, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of annoying to see that. It's like, you know, like, you know, you guys, like, especially when it's coming from someone like a billionaire, you know, he couldn't finish it. He couldn't just be like, you know what, I get it. You know, like, but I really want the stadium here. And it goes back to like, did he even really want to build it here? And if he did, you know, I'm pretty sure he could have just did it. I mean, you look at Joe Lacob, Joe Lacob financed Chase Center without a problem, without asking for any public money. And, you know, look at how he's, you know, making the Warriors look like. I mean, they just... I mean, he right. still has the Warriors. The Warriors are... yeah, we're, we're, as Cleveland fans, we know we don't like the Warriors. We Sorry don't... about that. <laughs> well, it's like I brought up earlier, you know, yeah. about the Las Vegas A's. So it's <laughs> just paid back at me. Let me get you. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, it it just it to me. Um, I know a lot of people are gonna, you know, claim you know they're already Las Vegas or they're pretty much gone. And I get it. I mean, I understand it. It's you know, it make it does look like they're gone. I'm not saying they're like they're. I'm not going to Were you still root for the A's? Were you still root for the A's? That part, I, I can't really determine that yet. Um, I what do you wanna... think you do? You know, like, what, what do you – because would you – Because there was never no Baltimore Browns. Like, that's the one thing. Like, like if they moved to, to Oakland but they ch- or Vegas and they changed their name to Vegas, whatever, and maybe there's a chance that you got another team. But once they would go to Las Vegas and become the Las Vegas A's, like the Raiders, I think yeah. it kind of kills it. Like, it, the fact that there was never a Baltimore Browns made it a lot easier for the situation. It's like the Rams, too. Yeah. You yeah. Know? St. Louis Rams. Yeah. yeah. I mean – I don't know. For me, I want to kind of how I said earlier, I kind of want to ride, ride this situation out and see where it goes. I mean, just because I am one of the people, I am one of those people who have like the very quick reactions and I will, I mean, when they raised the ticket price in 2019 or 2021, should I say, um, I was kind of pissed and I kind of just, you know, tweeted out and said, I'm a, I'm canceling my season tickets. But after thinking about it, you know, I was like, I want to go, I want to, you know, yeah. if they do, because of the pretty much the ballpark talks of them staying here, I was like, you know, I think I want to do this. I want to stay here and I want to see, I want to see a season ticket holder and see if they actually get this done. And that's kind of why I decided, you know what, that's, that's why I'm going to keep paying it and just keep going. I want to be the first one in the stadium. When it came to, uh, you know, them announcing the full, like they're focusing on Las Vegas, I did tweet out, um, saying that I wasn't going to go to any of the trips that I was going to. I had trips to Dodger Stadium, all this other stuff. I even ca- I canceled some of it. And halfway through, I even – right now, I mean, I can't show it to you because I have stuff blocking it, but I currently have a lot of my A stuff, like, piled up in a little bag. 
and it kind of my girlfriend kind of stopped me from like doing something next because I don't know <laughs> what I would have done. Um, but you know, thanks to her, like she just told me to wait it out and see what happens. And you know, because I did, um, I was able to. You know, I'm still going to the games, and a lot of fans were you know telling me to still do the videos, and that's kind of why I pushed to still where I'm at to you know keep going. Um, but as for that for that question, I honestly don't know, and I don't want to have one of those another one of those situations where I say something and I have to change my mind on it. Whoa. So once the news happens, I want to just you know. We'll have you, you on that. We'll see how thing. what you think. Yeah, we'll see what you think. Well, you're but, a fan. Fan yeah. is short for fanatic, and you should never apologize for your emotions and feelings. I, I'm like I said when I remember when the Browns were moving, and you know I'd, I'd watch the game and then I'd get mad at myself like they're leaving anyways and blah blah blah. And I remember watching Vinny Testaverde throw a touchdown against the Packers, and then the whole stadium was all all the advertisement had, had been moved out and everything. I'm thinking to myself, this is a ghost town. It's a lost cause, but I couldn't stop cheering for my brownies. And you know I I definitely feel the passion that, that you're, you know, and the conviction that you're speaking with. And, you know, obviously, you know, you were just like me, like, you know, all the, all the details and everything. I remember when Modell was leaving and, you know, the deals that he had in place and, you know, it wasn't just on the field, it was off the field. And then you become, it, it kind of helps you because like, you know, you, you learn about politics, you learn about deals, you learn about your, you know, your civic responsibilities and, and everything. And I think that's always a good thing growing up. I just hope that something good uh, happens with the, the Oakland situation because, you know, that's, like I said, I think it's on the rise and with the Raiders moving out and, you know, o- Oakland to me is baseball. Like the, the Oakland, the, the Bash Brothers, MC Hammer, um, look at the, the teams in the 70, 72, 73, 74, back to back to back champions with Catfish Hunter and all them. Like you, you think of the Oakland Athletics and that's just synonymous with baseball. And I think Major League Baseball would be missing out if they didn't have a franchise in Oakland named the Oakland Athletics. And hey, so, man, you the fans, though. Yeah. Rob Manfred, hey. if, you listen, if you're watching the show, Rob Manfred, do, do the right thing. Keep a team in Oakland. There, there's not a trash can near me, but he's about as useful as a trash can is, Rob Manfred. I, so think, I don't Manfred think Manfred wants the A's on. Um, I don't, you know what? I just think he's out of touch. I think he's out of touch. I think he's out of touch. Yeah. In, I agree. In case he was talking about the Rays earlier, there was so much talk like, like five, ten years ago about the Rays moving to like Montreal even. And like yep. all that went away. And they're going to get a new stadium in Tampa Bay. People are talking about Orlando, and they're going to kind of stay in that area. And then there's expansion talks about back to Montreal and back to Nashville. And I think you're going to see this game like cat and mouse, where people are just going to dangle cities in front of them until they leave. But I'll say, I'll say one thing. I, I think Oakland is, is kind of like Cleveland. Cleveland gets a knock because obviously some of the attendance, you know, is not, it's, it's been getting uh, better lately. But I bet you if you look at the, um, a uh, TV broadcast and everything. I bet you the Oakland A's are up there. Maybe not all the fans go to the game, but Oakland's such a pat. They're very passionate Correct. about the, the Oakland A's. And I bet you, when it comes to merchandise, and I bet you, when it comes to actual people watching the games on TV, I bet you they're they're pretty high up there. And I, have, I, I, I have a prime example with Cleveland. Is my dad? He doesn't go to games unless I'm home, right? Like if I take him to a game. But he bought a new TV. He lives in 1990, uh, so he has like tube TVs. He when I was home before the season started. He bought a new TV, a smart TV, a 75 inch, just for the reason that we would, they would like, you know, Bally Sports was up in the air. They were streaming the Guardians games and the Cavs games. So he bought a smart TV just for the sole reason of the chance of the Guardians and Bally Sports being shut down, of them having to stream somewhere except for on cable. So, his dad had one of the last TVs with the fucking big box in the back. Let's know what I said. CJ knows. That's what I'm saying. So, he, he got a new TV, a 75 inch, just for this whole reason, oh um, in case that happens. So, that is a prime. He doesn't go to games ever unless I'm like, I take him. 
but he, he watches every game of the Cavs and the Guardians. And like I said, it's I think like you said too, it's a lot more, you know, television than in person per se. Well, you know, I think it's time that we pivot a little bit. I you can't talk not talk about wrestling when you have a guest with all those pictures behind us. <laughs> let's let's you know, like I, I, I tell all the our guests that come on and you know, Casey and CJ already know that I am part of the bloodline. <laughs> and we, we are the let's ones. Go. Yeah, we are. Much We got to talk a little money in the bank and talk about where where that storyline is going. Um, you know, Jay Uso uh, pinning Roman Reigns after three and a half years. Uh, he was the last person to pin or first person to pin Roman Reigns. I think about 2013 or something. I believe. Um, I heard rumor is that he might actually be facing him him at SummerSlam. Um. So what are your thoughts about Money in the Bank, a little WWE action? And also, too, that streak's very impressive. Um, is it like an Undertaker, WrestleMania kind of streak thing that, that Roman Reigns has going on? Just some, just want to throw some things out there, whatever sticks, whatever you want to take. And uh, we'll start with you, uh, Gabriel. Um, go ahead and talk about Money in the Bank. Talk about wrestling. Talk about anything you want to talk about, but it's got to be in the ring. Let's go, brother. <laughs> I think I think Money in the Bank was, uh, Money in the Bank was pretty cool. Uh, I didn't get to watch it when it was live, so um, I had to rewatch it in its full entirety because uh, I had I was going to a game and then I had a birthday graduation afterwards. And it was um, like two in the two and three in the afternoon or something too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or at three. Yeah, so. yeah. or over here it was uh, it was at twelve, so like yeah. I, I got it right when the game was about to start. But you know, I mean, it was cool overall. I mean, it was a great show. Uh, you know, I I watched the Roman match. And I thought that whole thing was great, and I honestly thought. It was going to end kind of how it usually ends, where it's like, you know, ref gets knocked out, Roman <laughs> pins, and, you know, somehow he just wins. But, like, I was actually – I'm quite surprised they let – uh you know, he let, they let him get pinned. But I guess it's, you know, it's all for, you know, storytelling in that. It's just, you know, some people are probably – they have different opinions on it. For me, from what I've seen from everybody, it's kind of like, you know, it builds into, like, you know, it show, it's showing that in a way – I want to say Solo is the one that's starting to become like b- bigger than Roman from the looks of it. And possibly, you know, it's like, you know, Roman's a little bit more scared of what Solo could do compared to, you know, himself. And like, it just, the, the Roman empire is slowly crumbling, just like how Cody Rhodes said before, you know, WrestleMania, which I was there for that. And I was oh, nice. Still, nice. still sad that, uh, still sad that Cody didn't finish the story. But, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a cool. It was a cool experience hearing the the Cody was the whole at, was the whole SoFi State. Was it, I was shocked. I was shocked he didn't finish. Was everybody shocked he didn't finish the story there? When you walking out, was everybody like, I cannot believe this? I'm glad that it he was, did not. It was too predictable was, to me. It was actually 50-50, Honestly, oh. like if I had to say, it was 50-50. Like there was people like who like me and my dad and everybody else like around my section who were kind of shocked that you know Roman beat Cody. And then there was other people who were just like cheering, like you could see like a full section or like even just scattered around. You just see the you see the ones and everything. It was it was quite insane. Like it was a little bit of a shock factor, but also kind of like a yeah, let's go. Like I knew it. Like you know, keep it going. And so it was crazy. It honestly was kind of crazy. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was really crazy. I mean, like honestly, SoFi Stadium is like nothing like i've ever been to ever before and it felt like i was in a whole new world to be honest like seeing like it just felt like i was in a whole new city and like i was just like in the air like in a second story building when there's just you know there's just like cars down below like that's kind of how i can really example like kind of it i don't know it was just it felt weird being in there 
Also, I, I, I want CJ to give the give his take first. I have a follow up question after uh, this, so I want to see. I don't want to change his topic yet. I want CJ to give his his point on here. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a big, uh, you know, big Uso well, fan. Of here, I can tell. Um, he, no, he, no, he, he thought he no, Slater should have had a run. So to that mania decision, like all this shit going on with the bloodline and the Uso is cool, but like can't like Cody didn't need to go like. Roman who beats him? Okay. So, yeah. My question like, was who beats him? Cody couldn't win the belts at Mania, and like we couldn't go with all this. I think sometimes you know you got to go with the obvious choice. I was, um, you know, I'm 28 years old. I, I don't usually get too mad at wrestling. You know, it's, it's my, my favorite show. You know, don't usually get too mad. But when LA Knight didn't get that briefcase, and you saw Damian Priest's stupid hand go up there. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And he walked out of my basement because I was like, I just need a minute. Like, how do you, how does, I was like, it's just sometimes you don't overthink these decisions and you just gotta go with the obvious decision. It's like Austin Theory. He won it a few years ago and then it was useless, you know? So I, I was worried that it was the same thing with Damian Priest. That would happen. I just but. don't like my thing with the Money in the Bank. I love Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is probably my favorite, like non like big pay per view. If it's not predictable, but if you know but, who's gonna win, well, you know. My eh. thing that I don't like about it over the past few years is like I used to love when you would see the guy carry the briefcase for like seven, eight months. RVD used to, you know, Ziggler was the same way. Like he used to seeing them yeah. with something where like they're gonna go over it anyway. But, like, you know, police coming out the same night with the briefcase. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, give this a fucking chance. Like, we don't got to rush every cash in. It feels like half the cash ins are in by Survivor or by SummerSlam. Correct. So, yeah, so, so, who do you, so, you know, with Roman Reigns with this, I think that Uso shouldn't have beat him just because, like you I don't said, think Roman should have ate yeah, that victory, though, is such a big thing. It's like the Undertaker breaking the streak of the Undertaker we talked before, right? Giving it to Brock Lesnar, I don't think was the right choice in that scenario, looking back at it. Um, but who who do you think was going to beat? Okay, well, here we go. Who think, who's taking the belt off Roman Reigns, right? Who, who is the person? It's not It's not one of the it's not, it's not one of the Usos taking it in my eyes. So who do you think – who? It's not Cody Rhodes, right? Because he's he's it's another brand. Who do you think takes it? And it's actually it worth it. Done. I feel like what, there's only two I, people. I feel like there's two people that can actually do this, and I actually disagree. I think it's it's Cody, or I feel like it's Jay. I feel like there's nobody else that can really do it unless it could be The Rock. But other yeah. than that, like, yeah, there you go. I just feel like because like this whole story revolves around Jay. And this yep. whole thing is like, you know, him being like forced into the bloodline to him having to like, you know, fight his own emotions to be that right hand man to where, you know, he's following his brother out and he took the pin or he got the pin off of Roman. So I feel like there's only one way to do it and it would be Jay to do it. I mean, he, you know, he claimed it himself. He's main event Jay Uso and there's no, there's no problems with his brother. But other than that, if like, if, you know, he doesn't beat, you know, if he doesn't beat him for the title, I think it just goes back to Cody Rhodes and he just has to finish the story of, you know, Hey, if solo wasn't there, you know, I had you. And it just like, you know, he, just like how he said before, he's like, if solo's not there and you know, he's going to do it. And, you know, slowly one by one, once uh, Jimmy leaves, Jay leaves, once he leaves solo leaves and that leaves you all by yourself. And it would kind of go back to where, from what it sounded like, from what I've heard is that they're trying to do like a Roman Cody part two for WrestleMania 40, which, I mean, that would be 
it right there, I think. So, AC? Do you, you think that you think Jay Uso though he gets that championship? I think it's all downhill after that. It's Kofi Kingston. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah I feel like it could be like that. I mean, it just I, I like to see where uh, Triple H would take that though. I mean, I feel like it, yeah. it would be a little bit different compared to what Vince did. I mean, you know, Kofi. I feel like he never really got a chance to actually be the WWE champion as what we all kind of were thinking. Six and, months, you know. Just to lose it within a couple of seconds to Brock Lesnar. He wasn't a real, you know, you don't view him as a champion. That's what I, like Kofi Kingston. I mean, you can't view him as a main card person. I same with Jey Uso to me. I can't view him as a guy who carries the brand on his back. I feel like it. It all depends on the booking decisions, and because of just how he was booked, that's kind of why we don't see him that way. And if it was a little bit different, like you know, if we were to, I don't know, say you know, book him against someone who was, like, a credible contender against him. I feel like, you know, that can kind of, oh, shoot, like, he beat Brock Lesnar somehow, like, you know, in a credible way, not just he just beat Brock Lesnar just to beat Brock Lesnar. Like, but if he actually had a solid match and then, like, found found a way to win, you know, in a credible way, I feel like that kind of boosts their stock on both sides. I mean, right now, Jay has the way of, you know, pinning Roman right now. He has that on his thing. Like, I pinned you, bro. Like, and if it, you know, if we do it one on one, I for surely can do it. And if you know, if there, you know, now you you don't have solo stopping it. You don't have us stopping you from like you know helping you win. I just feel like Jay can actually be a credible person to actually beat Roman. And if you know Jay's on his side, and if Solo somehow gets on his side, or Solo just turns on you know Roman, that's like the way to actually you know line that up in a sense. See, I think I think Casey ran because he he didn't ask me, and I think the, the we like I had to take a piss. All right, Ed, I had to take a piss. Okay. <laughs> I think the, the we like sports you know, audience would love to see an apology from Casey to to one bloodliner myself because you didn't ask me. And here's the real answer, guys. Here's the correct answer because I thought about this. I, I I you know, and and to me, the reason why Roman's been champion for so long is because I don't think Vince thinks there's a guy right now that can hold his jockstrap champion. Yes. But I think there's a guy, there's a, there's a apex predator, a legend killer and Randy Orton. I think when Randy Orton comes back, he, he could take the title because he's worthy of it. So Casey, and you know what? I accept your apology that you never gave. And John Cena, I'll say one thing about John Cena at Money in the Bank. That was kind of weird. Don't give false hope to the people of London that you're going to get WrestleMania and then not give it to them. I hope WrestleMania is in London because, you know, John Cena, I, I mean, come on, you don't come out there and do that. And that's, that's what you do. <laughs> Very strange, I thought, uh, or maybe some filler right that whole there. Thing was strange. Strange. Very I think strange. him going out there was strange. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't under, quite understand that. So there's some things there, but uh, I thought overall, Money in the Bank was good. I thought, given the the tag team titles back to uh, Liv Morgan and Michelle Rodriguez, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, um, you know, because they didn't actually lose them, so not that they got them back. So I thought, I thought that was good. Um, uh, that Dom Dom thing with. Um, Cody Rhodes, get rid of that storyline. That's kind of okay. We're, we're can we move past that? I think Cody Rhodes, as much as Casey doesn't give him much credit and finishing the story, I do think obviously if it's not somebody like Randy Orton coming back and doing it, obviously I think Cody Rhodes just just finish the story for goodness sakes. <laughs> you know, just just get it get it done. But uh, I don't I'm mind Cody Rhodes with, with money. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Casey, we know that. I think we we've we've kind of concluded. I got my American yeah. Nightmare hat on. What do you mean? What the hell are you talking about? No, no, that's just an American flag. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Me and CJ, biggest fans. What are you talking about? Yeah. 
It's my favorite uh, yeah. meat carter. I, I didn't get sent mine, obviously. So uh, the next American thing I got out there is the Guardian. So you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll go with that. But uh, I think we touched on that. But I want to hit one more thing before the show concludes. Okay, so obviously it's it's 4th of July. It's fireworks. It's food. It's We got the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest tomorrow with Joey Chestnut. Uh, does he uh, – repeat as champion i think he does i think it's a foregone conclusion i don't think anybody comes close but uh so tell us going around we'll start with cj maybe peyton vince what, what are you looking forward to tomorrow food wise and uh any fireworks or anything Dude, i fucking love watching those guys eat hot dogs it is what being an american is all about it is the greatest athletic accomplishment in the history of i, mean, I believe they're athletes there, well i believe for him to go out there and eat 70 hot dogs and buns in sweltering heat i don't know what the weather's gonna be tomorrow you might be able to take down a lot more if it's cooler but how many, hot dogs, the can part. How many hot dogs could i eat 10 um, minutes you have 10 minutes 10, how many 10 minutes i was gonna say a dollar dog night is a different story 10 minutes i want to say i could eat at least 20 hot dogs two hot dogs <laughs> Oh, wow. It seems like we're doing a We Like Sports Show uh, hot dog live stream. Cool. We, like it, hot dogs <laughs> we, can, we can do a hot dog eating contest. I, I eat plenty of hot dogs. <laughs> Casey, what I do you do, I want to do the Meavers Nuggets next year. Okay. The Meavers. Okay. When the Nuggets play the no. Cavs. Okay. Well, I'm not touching 20. Uh, CJ might be taking some vitamins before he gets on those 20 <laughs> hot dogs. I don't know what kind of appetite CJ's got. Eating 20 hot dogs. Might not need vitamins. Might need some medicinal stuff, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Some vitamins up in Apartment Heights or something. I don't know what he's uh, mm-hmm. you, take some good, you, you take some good course. gummies beforehand. I might take down 30 dogs. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not t- – shit, I was going to think, like, shit, six? I don't even know. <laughs> six? I went to a dollar dog night. I ate 20 dogs at a dollar we dog have night. Di- we have – down in Columbus, we have dime a dog night. Dime <laughs> No, I know where we're going. We're going on when I'm at home next. Yeah, I'm the dog. Yeah, we are. That's credentials. <laughs> <laughs> what about? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think ten's pushing. It depends what size the hot dogs are. So I went to the captain's hey, game when I was home. Thanks, man. The hot dog was about where? How do I get this? Not even there. That pencil, thing. pencil dogs, pencil yeah, dogs. I need a pencil dog. Yeah, I need about twenty of those. <laughs> when the bread's the biggest, but I mean, like a normal size hot dog, like. You know, hey, this size, I am like 20. <laughs> you know, maybe we have buns, maybe 20, but maybe. shit. I, I got to see that tomorrow. What, what time are we live streaming to see this hot dog contest? We got to buy me some dogs. I had dogs yesterday. <laughs> hey, I ate six hot dogs yesterday. I just, like, banged them out easy. Yeah. Yeah. CJ Chestnut over here. Yeah. Gabriel, how many you gonna how many you can eat in 10 minutes and, and tell us some of your fourth of July plans? How's the bay looking? I'm working. I'm working. Or Oakland. I'll be the, right here. Well, for I think if I were to – the number of hot dogs I think I could eat, if I'm really hungry, I, I'm going to base this off of the amount of food that I ate last uh, time when I was at the perfect game on Wednesday. I only, I'm going to say – I'm going to say about like – I'm going to say 13. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with 13. I think I can do 13. And then also I, I'm going to be – you know, where I'm at, there's a lot of fireworks, so – um, the best way I can, I'm going to say it is I'm going to be enjoying the war zone that's happening outside, uh, yeah. you know, you know, and just hope that it's fireworks and not the other way around. Gotcha. The other thing. So gotcha. yeah, eat some, eat some hot dogs and have a good time with some friends and some family out here. That sounds great. That sounds great. And what are you at? You get any, any nails stuck in your toes? How, no? how many dogs no, I... you in there? Don't ignore the question. How many dogs you putting away? 
I'm gonna say Which I could on that stage. Ten, I, I think ten's my max personally. That's I, I, you know what? I could do. I, I could do fifteen. I could do fifteen. We gotta find out one way or another here, Ned. I think we gotta have a special coming up soon here. I gotta. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, gotta go to one of these Don Dog nights. Yeah, come you down to Columbus. Dog, you know, I, I am credentialed now. Ballpark so, dogs. Dude. What the hot ballpark dog is this big, dogs, dude? I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. I'm housing twenty ballpark dogs easy. Okay. Give me some well, beers. They got dollar beer nights down there. Yeah, we have dollar <laughs> beer nights. Yeah. Yeah. Hook me up. Check go. out Huntington Park. Okay. Check out my guys at Columbus. This is my stadium. Huntington Park is my stadium. Beautiful. Park. Beautiful. Beautiful stadium, but you know, I want to I want to thank our guest Gabriel Hernandez. I, I do have a question. Right. Yes, for, for him before he leaves. Yes, I want. I have another question for him. What is your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers? You could you have donate any wrestlers in general, and what is your most random like mid card? You know, maybe as a child favorite wrestler you had like just that stuck out to you as random. That's as two. That's two questions. Yeah, but random guardians, so, the random wrestler. So. So my the second the second question uh, that you asked me it's kind of biased because I'm like low key like friends with him, but um, it's the boogeyman. No, the boogeyman. That, that's so a good one. Yeah, yeah so, I was a big boogeyman uh, fan. Yeah, so that's my that's like my that's my answer to the second question. I I just love the boogeyman. I've met him so many times. I even you know he's uh, not many people know this, but my dad has like a. He used to have like this wrestling show out here in Al- in Alameda uh, over here, so we would always book a lot of the old wrestlers. So like you know, I even know Carlito a little bit. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, I know about independent wrestling. You know, me and me and CJ know about independent wrestling. Scott Norton. Yeah, and I've, you know, even Crime Time. You know, yep. uh, R. to Shad. Yep, Shad. We saw you know. we saw them too. Yep. Paul so Bunch. you know, we got all those guys. Those are all. Those are cool. Um, my Mount Rushmore, though, I would say. I mean, I got I got to give Rey Mysterio the number one, like no matter what, like six one nine. I even oh man, I don't even know where my shirt went. I I went I saw him get inducted this year, so I mean, that was that was the time of my life right there, seeing a childhood you know hero get inducted. So he's well deserved on that. So Rey Mysterio, um, this one might be you know controversial, but I don't care because it's my list. It's it's CM Punk, it's CM Punk at number two. Welcome and, back. Uh, I'm gross. <laughs> Coca-Cola. I want to say, I want to say, I'm gonna give number, I'm gonna give number three to the Undertaker. Okay. And I, and I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give it to John Cena. I'm gonna give it to John Cena. I mean, it was, I was there from when my childhood, where I was like, I did, I was like, I loved him, and then I went into the, I hate him, and now I'm like, you know, now I see him, and I'm just like, come on, bro. Do you wear jorts? (laughs) You wear jorts as well. I, I do not, but you know when we do have, we have had a couple of uh, theme nights out here um, at the Coliseum with uh, Last Dive Bar, my little crew, and we do wrestling nights. So I did get some jorts because last year I was John Cena and I had the you know John Cena nice. shirt and all that. And then this past uh, this past couple days or a couple weeks ago, I was Stone Cold Steve Austin, so I had the okay. jorts and I had the Austin three sixteen shirt and I bought the the mask for it too, and that thing was hot. So <laughs> I can imagine. I, I would yeah. say I, I would say my one of my controversial ones would be Roddy Roddy Piper. I would think would be my is on mine just because of the promo skills and just you know everything about him. Um, I would say Stone Cold um, is up there for me just because again it's not just wrestling to me. It's like you know the entertainment aspect of it. Yes. Um, Ric Flair is tough to leave off just because of how his promo abilities too and now you know 
there's so many wrestlers that you can name as your top four. That's why it's so hard to make a true Mount Rushmore. If I think all four of ours would be different just because where you're raised growing up, like John Cena too was one of my fans. Well, I was a big fan of him when I first, you know, started watching wrestling as well. Um, but like I said, I think those three and then like Undertaker is a good case. The Rock's a good case. Cena is a good case. Um, I don't know, man. I, I would say just Cena as the fourth one, just because of the newer era per se, that kind of, you know, pushed a lot of those fans that are still fans now per se. How about you, CJ? I mean, you're around the same age as me, but. When I look at like my top, I, when I look at Rock, Mount Rushmore, I think one of my like four favorites. That's what I, um, I kind of named my, you know, from. It's yeah. probably Orton, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. AJ Styles. We're probably my fourth favorite record. Roman Reigns? <laughs> no, I like Roman Reigns. Where's the angle at? Uh, right there. Yeah. You know what? If you guys, it's ridiculous. If you guys don't put Hulk Hogan in, it's just like this. Oh, he's just not one of my four favorites. I know. I know. Yeah, correct. When I, yeah. when, I think, when I think of Mount Rushmore, I, I think of always like the ones that yeah. were like yeah. setting, like like made the sport the sport. Like you know, like just like baseball, you yeah. would put Babe Ruth. Yeah, put, but you it's know. your Mount Rushmore. Well, you know what, CJ, Peyton, Vince, I don't know. One of my guys in <laughs> my Mount Rushmore. I would have another one, but I can't say his name out loud. Officer oh, so WWE will come get me. Val Venus, I know. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, Christ, dude, I, I used to fucking love Chris Benoit. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> random one I was thinking was Val Venus. It was the random one I was going to name. Rest in My peace. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, obviously, I'm going to put I'm gonna put Hogan. I'm going to put um, Stone Cold. Uh, I'm, I'll put The Rock. And Roman Reigns. I know. Ed, yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. And, and Roman Reigns. Yeah. And Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was uh, raised at Roman Reigns. So yeah, and, and I, look uh, to to the point. I mean, everybody, it is your own Mount Rushmore personalized one, and I get that, CJ. But uh, you know what? I, I, I think that, I want I want to match you though with your random fact of those wrestlers. I want to give you a story. So I went to Denny's with Super Crazy from the Mexicals. I told them last week, but I didn't tell you. You weren't here last week. And uh, Nunzio from the FBI. Uh, I was at a Denny's, uh, and Super Crazy had a neck brace on that was like this, and he could not move his neck. And that was after one of the shows. It was, it was Denny's in uh, Brook Park, Ohio. That's where I was at. Do you think when he tells the story, Casey says, "I went out to Denny's with Baker Mayfield"? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Bingo! You got it. He thought I was Baker Mayfield, probably too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Well, I, I guess on that note, uh, I just want to say happy 4th of July to everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the We Like Sports Show. Check out my guy, Gabriel Hernandez. Let, 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 tell everybody where they can find you at and everything. You can find me, uh, Gamer underscore athletics, on all social media platforms. And if you want to check me out and see what it's like being an A's fan throughout this rough time, uh, okay, you can come check me out. I mean, also... Uh, the perfect game just happened, so if you want to see my reaction to that, you can. I mean, I was there. Yeah, that sounded like a rockish Yankees crowd. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. It definitely was. Okay. Any final? Any final? Let's go around the horn. Final thoughts, CJ. Don't call me final thoughts first, in case. I have another. I gotta gotta get off the camera because I have a, I have to ask you a question. You, the two Guardians fans, here a question. I am gonna name this stat. Um, and I want you to name the pitcher that fits this description. Are you ready? ready? They're currently on the team right now. They are the first pitcher in Cleveland history to achieve the below stats in four of his first 12 starts. 
seven plus Ks and three hits or fewer. Which pitcher do you think currently hits that right there? Is is it Bybee or Logan Allen? I'm gonna say Bybee. What are you, CJ? Feels like Tanner Bybee. You are correct. It is Bybee. Um, do you think that he's staying on the team all year? Before yes. we go, um, I what is our what is our what is our starting five going into the playoffs? If we made the playoffs, um, Williams, Bybee, Logan, Allen, uh, Bieber, and uh, Savali. Mama McKenzie. No, McKenzie. He's not getting Tommy John. No, but he he no he. I don't he's think. trying. He's avoiding Tommy John. He's just hurt. We have him. Um, that's CJ? like six guys. I don't know why. Who did you say? Do you think Quantrill's making Williams? it? No, no. Not I think he needs to go to the bullpen now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to option down. Uh, I think he'll probably run four. It'll probably be Bieber, Bybee, Williams, Savali. So okay. And I put Logan Allen in as the fifth one. So I just think they're going to put Logan Allen in the pen. If they, that's fair. Fair enough. Rotation. You need a second lefty in that pen that's not Sam Hendry. Well, great minds think alike. CJ, once again, I think we had the, we had the same stuff right there. Well, and and <laughs> I want you to – the other thing I, I thought of earlier, but I want to interrupt the conversation we're having, was uh, do you think with Sandy Leone, when we were talking about him, I want to go back to him real fast. Sandy Leone, he played for us for two years so far, right? Do you think that he had blower above his weight – Oh, below. He weighs too much. He weighs 235, I think, so yeah. I think I think he hits no a game-winning home run in the division no series. no way he hit 235. And it's <laughs> you are correct. And think... the second thing is, if you had to give within 10 points, what do you think his average, his batting average was? I'll give you a plate. He had 102 plate appearances with us and 81 at-bats. What do you think his batting average was in those? You can even – if you I mean, I don't think, think any Ace fans know who the hell Sandy Leone is, but if you want to feel free to check. I'm going to say 101. I'm going to say 101. <laughs> I'm gonna say 146. <laughs> so CJ, if you were doing the 10 plus and minus 10, you are spot on because it's 136. Mm-hmm. Was his career batting average in 81 at bats with us? I think that's by a good way, way to end the show, Casey. By, by the way, Ed, 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 no, we're gonna end the show. We just resigned him. What do you mean? Bo, Bo Naylor, 167 right now. Okay, he's got to get to 205. You saw the post from last week. I posted that the poll. The poll was, I believe, I can get the exact details to give us, we close the show out on what our, what the fans voted as. Do we think he's going take over away, above? Take away the three-hit game. He's probably not even over 100. <laughs> correct, correct. I agree with you. But let me see. I feel like I'm getting ganged up on here. Uh, <laughs> he wouldn't be. If you take away the three-hit game, he'd be three for 36. Bonehler, so with that, I put on, does Bonehler hit his weight by the end of the season, which is 205? Um, 78.6% voted yes, and 21.4% voted no. And I'm sure CJ is one of the 21.4%. Casey, stay off social media, CJ. Stay off social media. All right. Well, like I said, the uh, A's will have a higher win percentage than Bone Aylor's batting. There you go. Do you think the A's have a higher win percentage than Bone Aylor's batting? Casey, end the sh- Casey, I'm going to give you – you have permission. <laughs> you have it all. You are going to end the show this week. I'm done. I'm done. I tried. I tried. Everybody, I tried to end the show. Casey keeps asking more questions and more questions. Casey, we're at your timetable. Whatever you want to end the show, my guy. There's a week. There's a week long of questions that's built up in this big-ass head of mine that I need yeah, to get yeah, out. We didn't even get the NBA free agency. That's what I'm saying. All right, Dame I, I, Lillard. Dame Lillard. Where's he going? Okay, just fine. Throw it out there. Columbus, he's going to Columbus, Ohio. He's going to play an Ed Sons basketball team. He sees how Ed runs his child in the backyard, yes. making 
making them do suicides until he can have yep. dinner. You know what 4th um, of July is for my girls. son? Suicides. For, for every hot dog he doesn't eat, because I'm, I'm going to say he has to eat at least 20. For every hot dog he doesn't eat, that's, that's eat three 20. sets of suicides. He throws up. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Don't you're, hosing, you're hosing the yard down after you throw up. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> yep. Come, okay, anything else we didn't hit, Casey? So we got Dame Lillard. Uh, what else? Yeah, the Cleveland that. Cavaliers. What do you think? They signed. Uh, they, did, they made moves. They made moves. They made, they made moves. moves. Yeah. Are you happy with their moves? They sure. made dog shit moves. <laughs> There's not a small forward on this roster. Yeah. And what do you say? They they made dog shit moves. There's not a small forward on the roster. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I, I think they were good moves. Okay. They, they, you know, they made moves. I, I don't know. I mean, if they, it, it comes comes down to this, okay? They need to get more physical. They need a small forward. I, I don't know. I mean, to overcome, okay, so they can hit more threes. Okay, but like I said, I think their deficiencies, I don't know if they really helped them. Again, they go against the Knicks again. Do you think they win? Maybe because they outshoot them. Okay, fine. Are they getting past a healthy Milwaukee or Boston? Probably not. Well, it just depends the playoff experience that we didn't have. You know, it just depends how Allen plays in the playoffs. It depends how Mitchell plays. It's our whole core sucked ass in the playoffs. So that's what I think the challenge was. It just depends if the lights are too bright for them going into this this playoff. Yeah, they need a better. Coach. You know, we're making the playoffs, so it's not even like it's you know. JB Bickerstaff's not the answer. I said it. Sorry, Cleveland, get mad at me. I think he. I like JB Bickerstaff. I like him. He's a good regular season coach, but he's never done anything in the playoffs. I don't know. I'd rather have Tyron Lou. Wouldn't be the first time we hired a guy and brought him back. Yeah, Mike, Brown. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Mr. Anything else, Casey? Before I'm Peyton Vince gonna get mad at me. He's gonna be like, you can't end the show. Be, you know how to end the show. Be, I can keep going. I, like I mean, I can keep going, but I don't want uh, Gabriel to sit here and listen to me talk about Cleveland sports. So I don't. Gabriel, if you have to tap out, just just let us know because Casey's not. This is gonna be a marathon. It looks like. And if you get a marathon, you get a marathon. The the Guardians have a marathon patch on their arm now. Correct. That's why Classic got so many fucking saves. I tell you. you. Wanted it to be a marathon. He was just he doing a lap. I mean, if you want, we could talk about professional bowling. It's on right here. You could, you know. You, <laughs> college <laughs> Troops can interview. If you want me to turn it on and go live stream on the, the PBA tour, right? It's up to you. I don't know. I, I, we have to get hot dogs. We have to make videos for, for the or contest. Yeah, you know, well, here's what we're going to do. To the We Like Sports Show audience out there, we will eventually have a hot dog eating contest. We'll set Who this up. Who do you think wins? Yeah. We'll have a live stream. We'll go down to Columbus. We'll we'll Ten four season's over. Yes. We're going to put away some dogs on a Pencent dog night. I'm going to bring Maybe we'll like, fly out to Oakland. Maybe we'll fly out to Oakland <laughs> with Gabriel, and, and we'll do it out there. Maybe we'll do it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Ed's paying for the flight, so Ed's got a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, we'll put it on. We'll put it on the uh, uh, on the business uh, card. Yeah, the business card. That's right. <laughs> that's right. All right that's so, right, so Peyton Vince's card. It sounds Peyton good. Card, Peyton's yeah. texting me. He's like, Ed, wrap it up. I'm trying. See, I'm Casey. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Thank you to everybody. We hope you all have a happy Fourth of July. God bless America. God bless the Oakland A's and uh, go Guardians. And um, Casey, don't don't. Make sure you, um, I don't know. Don't <laughs> I got work tomorrow. I'm working 10 to 7, so I ain't getting in trouble All right, tomorrow. CJ, we love you, CJ. Everybody, and we out. <laughs>